This is Restless, the fastest growing postmortem on the young, restless, and reform. And we're back, Pastor Michael. We are back with Restless. We're back again. Is- yeah, it's 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 great that we're still here. Not only are we still here, uh, we're still going. We're still, uh, you know, uh, we're still uh, continuing on this path that we've set. But we're growing like crazy, huh? That, like we we've right. almost hit the hundred k mark, or we have hit the hundred k right. mark. That's right. Something something <laughs> no one predicted. So we hit a hundred k before Bitcoin did. But the bad news, Pastor Michael, is neither of those things have made you or I rich yet. <laughs> we're working on it, though. That's right. Uh, we're trying. Hey, you can uh, you can help us make us rich by buying a book, by buying a sticker. We're working on a store. Is that out now? It is not. But we will soon someday have Restless Merch. But right now, I want to focus on our celebratory 100K Restless giveaway. Things are crazy, right? We hit 50K Reformation Day. Three months later... We doubled it. Wow. This is, yeah. This is we're, wild. I mean, quarter next goal is quarter of a million, by the way. Let's just Boom. set the next goal. Next goal, quarter of a million. We'll come up with something that we'll do once we hit a uh, right. quarter of a million. Pastor Michael that- is still working on Jesus and John Wayne. But if you, <laughs> if you share this, if so, say you've already rate and reviewed us on iTunes. You can't do that because you're a faithful listener. If you share this episode and tag us in it on social media, we will send you a restless sticker. Uh, if you have not rated or reviewed us on iTunes um, or another podcast app where you can write words and rate and review us, we'll send you a sticker. And at the end of this week, because we're going daily, everybody, get pumped. We will give away a few copies of our book or Pastor Michael's book, Your Choice. We'll give some electronic copies away to the people who do that. And so we're looking forward to it. We're having fun. And yeah, Pastor and make Michael. sure if you if you do review us somewhere, you need to make sure you email us or something. Make yep. sure that we know, you know, yep. uh, hit us up on Twitter or wherever you're connected to us so that we know that you've done that. Otherwise, we I mean, we just don't know. We don't keep track close enough that we can find out exactly when somebody has uh, put a new review up for us. And so uh, you got to let us know and we will make sure that you get something out of it and restlesspodcasting at gmail.com if you aren't a social media person. So, Pastor Michael, we are going daily because I put a poll out on if people wanted us to go daily to celebrate our 100K. And do you know what? We had about 50 people say yes. 50? We had one person Seriously, say 50? no. Yeah, across platforms. We had one person say no, so I'm sorry to that person. <laughs> sorry, guy. You, oh, you're man. allowed to just listen to one episode this week if that if makes you're you feel feral better. doc. We're so sorry, man. We just keep it. Just, it just keeps getting worse for you. We're really sorry. We're not trying. So, Pastor Michael, to kick off our big celebration of 100K, we are here to review an article by TGC's own Trevin Wax. What a name, by the way, uh, Trevin Wax. It's just a great name, you know. Like it just fits. If you've ever seen pictures of the guy, I'm just saying it. It just fits his. Fits his personality from what I can tell from a distance. Well, he has written an article that is kind of relevant to some things we do here on Restless. He's written an article called Gotcha Sermon Clips Are Bad for the Church. Pastor Michael, are you worried about the future of Restless? Hearing that <laughs> blog article title. Is he, I, part of me wishes that he would uh, just tag us in it and get it over with, you know, just tell us it's about us, but... Uh, well, well, let's let's take a read through the first paragraph and we can see what he's what what might he mean? So 15 years ago, 
an outlandish Sherman clip made the rounds on YouTube. It was a shock jock independent pastor ranting in the front of a tiny congregation about modern Bible translations. It was comical, unnerving, and cringe-inducing. And was I shared this it on- Steven Anderson? <laughs> it could be. Was it the Steven Anderson clip? And I shared it on my blog. I was new to blogging around the time, and I asked an elder, wiser pastor, uh, to speak into my writing. He asked a pointed question, who is edified by that sermon video? And then he encouraged me to resist the urge to share to something because it was outrageous, entertaining, a cautionary tale, or how not to preach. So, Pastor Michael, I guess uh, Trevin Wax is coming out hard against the rise and fall of Mars Hill. He's going he's gonna to totally condemn this project. Um, yeah, Pastor, take Christianity today, not us. That's right. Actually, Pastor Michael, I am getting, uh, I'm getting a special note from the Restless Producer, um, which is a totally made up term that, um, oh, wait, this article isn't about Christianity Today. Oh, it's about the woke preacher clips guy. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought they were going to really uh, attempt to have this discussion. So, Pastor Michael, so we are into the, this is another one of those strange blogs where we're talking about the weird online world we live in. Yeah. And it and is what it's, to do. It's admittedly weird, right? And it's admittedly right. like fraught with uh possible errors uh, because it's not we don't have although we've maybe started to come to grips a little bit more, uh, although it's changing again, it seems like with what conduct online should look like. Um, because it is a new medium, it is it is not straightforward, right? So um, you know, when when you put out a podcast, for instance, you're not like counseling counseling someone in private like we've talked about uh, in the past. You're not uh, preaching a sermon uh, to your congregation at church. You're not having like uh, just a friendly discussion with your neighbor. Um, it's just very different. It's, it's a kind of entertainment. Uh, it's a kind of, of way to maybe get information out in, in various ways. So that's just podcasts. Now you think about all the other, you know, mediums that are available through the internet, um, you know, videos, obviously, as he's talking about clips from sermons, sermon clips. Um, so it is, it is fraught with possible error. And we've said before, even on this show, Hey, will we cross the line sometimes? Yep. Yeah. And we, I mean, hope you can be gracious with us and you can point it out. Like you can uh, call us out and mm-hmm. we may agree and we may disagree and that's okay. Um, hopefully we do not fall into any kind of grave center error. And if that happened, you know, that would uh, hopefully be the end of the podcast. Right. Uh, but to simply like, like what we're talking about here is maybe a slightly new medium of discourse and how to conduct oneself there. Um, the, the issue that I have even starting to talk about that is we don't have really defined lines on how we should engage in discourse, period. <laughs> right. You know, like we, we live in a society that like our societal norms of discourse are not really apparent mm-hmm. and they seem to be ever changing. And often they seem to change along the lines of what benefits me the most, you know? So, so you get it's- articles where it's like, hey, what will benefit me the most? Probably not when the woke preacher clips guy keeps sending out TGC stuff, you know, like that probably yeah. won't be of great benefit for us. You made an interesting comment about what we're doing here, that we are putting a, a podcast out publicly and that you've said, well, we, we have put our names out there publicly. And I guess that means people are able to criticize us publicly with yeah, what absolutely. we said. Yep. Hmm. That sounds a bit different than perhaps what he's uh, uh, saying. And I, and I actually think, Related to the rise and fall of Marcel, you know, we were sent a few articles that I thought were interesting 
about right the rise and fall of Mars Hill as failure porn, right? As just a a celebration of failure. And um, and I think that there might be some merit to that. But actually, when I was on the Presby cast and um, Doctor the Doctor the TR Doctor R Scott Clark was also there, I thought he made a very interesting point when he said, "This is church history, right? This kind of like." things going bad and it being talked about is the nature of the discipline of church history. And yeah, I, I, I thought that... a little bit about even like some reformation debates or, you know, some of the ways that some of the, the different practices or teachings of, you know, the Roman Catholic church at the time were being castigated by reformers. I think you could probably put that in a similar light, right? Like, Hey, you, you shouldn't be talking about the negative examples of things that are going on it's like well wait a minute no you have you actually have to a lot of the time um the point of a lot of these things and i can't speak directly for you know this woke preacher clips guy um and what he's by the way woke preacher clips guy i think you're anonymous but we'd love to have you on the show yeah we want to have you on we won't we won't dox you that's right (laughs) come on we want to talk we 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 want to hear why you want to do this but this is like uh it is still polemical in a similar way, right? It's it's polemical in that it's trying to shed light, it seems, on some of the things that are going on that maybe otherwise you wouldn't see, you know, maybe you wouldn't realize are happening in the SBC or in the Gospel Coalition or wherever it might be. Um, and that seems to me that it can be valuable and could go off the rails. Like both yeah. of those are true. Well, well, let's hear about uh, the kinds of uh, sermon clip sharing Trevin Wax uh, likes. Today, not only sermon podcasts and videos are made available online, but sermon clips circulate on various social media platforms. Justin Taylor describes some of these as gospel moments, whether they show Alistair Begg preaching about the thief on the cross entering heaven or Matt Chandler's powerful sermon illustration that says Jesus wants the rose. Just a minute or two of gospel gold. So Trevin Wax completely for, as you said, sharing those good, those good moments. So I guess my, <laughs> what, what I have uh, issue with, I guess, is if you can share those pieces, like, like, are you supposed to just take a sermon and like, as you find all the best parts and you're like, we can share those online, but what if there's bad parts in a sermon? Could you not share a whole sermon under this kind of ideal that's what it seems to me a little yeah. bit, right? Like you, you couldn't share it all because you can only share the highlights. And what does that even mean, right? What does that mean? Especially when it comes to a sermon. Jesus wants I, the rose. That's what that means. That's right. the highlight. Yeah, no, like it, it means that these particularly powerful moments maybe, but even those, like what are those without the rest of a sermon? Also, when you talk about, uh, you know, these gospel moments, he says, what, what about a sermon? Like there's like gospel moments in a sermon. It's just a weird it's just a weird way to talk about it. And I'm, I guess I don't totally understand what you want. You, you probably know, but by the way, TGC, if you would like to share us talking about the Jesus wants a rose clip, that's, you know, that's very positive. And we were being very positive. I think we defended it. I don't remember. We we are going to continue the Herculean task of interacting with this article winsomely this winsome winter. So next up we have, uh, but he compares that positive sharing of these, oh, this clip was just great, to what he sees starting to happen. Social media accounts now feature the most outlandish moments from preachers or teachers who being in a, 
who belong to another camp or tribe. Some of these point out crazy fundamentalists, while others point out the most woke. In either case, we're introduced to preachers who seem to be determined to live up to the worst caricatures. At times, we see clips from charismatic megachurch pastors delivering inspirational drivel rather than sound biblical teaching. The intended reaction, it appears, is the name and shame the bad preacher and shake one's head in pity and disgust. Each clip becomes another piece of evidence that the evangelical church is quickly becoming woke or that the evangelicals are becoming white nationalists. So, Pastor Michael, I'm I'm familiar with woke preacher clips guy. I'm familiar with the IFB preacher guy who shares entertaining independent. They're hilarious. The IFB (laughs) clips are really good. They really are. They're hilarious. But but you know what? Do you know which one of these I'm actually not familiar with? I don't think there's an account of white nationalist sermon clip guy. I think those are a little harder to find, it seems. Weird. (laughs) Weird. There's not entire accounts (laughs) devoted to this. Um, Although, if there is, hey, please. Tag us in you want to know. I mean, don't take us like a part of it. We want we we don't want our our reputations to be uh, besmirched by that. But uh, like, I'd love to know if that is an actual thing. I'm pretty sure it's not. You know, I'm pretty sure unless we're just like really pigeonholed in our areas of the internet, um, which I think I don't know. My my interests are pretty broad on the internet. I think, and so I think I would see this kind of thing, and I have never seen it. I've like I've I've heard people talking about it. Right. So there's there are our entire podcasts, um, you know, like the Holy Post or, or places like this that I've seen many clips from where it's all about, like, let's talk about the like white nationalists, Christian types, like the, the Christian nationalist types and what they're saying about the news or the vaccine or whatever. But I've never like actually seen clips of these people doing this. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, if that exists, it would be great to see. Uh, but you're right. So there's a false equ- equivalency, isn't there? Um, if that's not something that actually exists, uh, unless he, you know, linked an article, linked a, a video or something linked to some YouTube channel that's all about exposing the white nationalists uh, in the various denominations. Yeah, I, he did not, um, as you as you knew. But I think. I think what's again, what's interesting here is. I, I agree, right, if. If all you do, if what your whole thing is, is you enjoy cringing at bad stuff. I mean, if that's really all you're in this for is ha ha ha. I, I, I mean, sure. Again, but is is that really what's even going on? Yeah. So here's my maybe an analogy would be. Uh, so if if you are somebody who, you know, for instance, um uh, you, you know, you've probably found before where like you find something in your fridge that was sitting way in the back and it's really moldy and it's really gross and you pull it out and you look at it and you're like, oh man. And you kind of laugh out of like disgust. And also like, I'm not sure what to do with this. And you're like, you know, call your wife over. You're like, oh, you got to see this, man. We totally forgot about this in the back of the fridge. And then you throw it out and that's it. Um, if, if you are the kind of person that like you lived for that, you know, like that's all you were doing. You're not eating real solid food. You're not enjoying food as it is. All you're doing is letting food rot and then like enjoying the like smell and the look of like what has gone bad. That would be problematic. And I actually think that that is 
something that probably happens and we do sometimes. Um, and we meaning like us, the people who listen to this podcast, people listening to me, I think probably uh, some of us have this tendency where, you know, even what he says at the end there, uh, talking about, you know, like watching these like really bad preachers and, you know, shake one's head in pity or disgust. Um, I think there could be a kind of like pharisaical, like, oh, Lord, thank you that I'm not like these yes. people that goes on and a kind of self-righteousness where you build yourself up by looking at somebody that you think, oh, they're so much worse than me. I'm glad I'm not like that. And that is really problematic. And so where that happens, I think that's, that is bad, right? Like that's not good. It's a sin. Um, it's something that needs to be repented of. Uh, and I don't want to say, but because I think that's completely true. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take away anything from what I just said. And on top of that, I don't think the way you solve that is by saying we can't ever like we can't ever pull out this spoiled food from the back of the fridge. No, you, you have to, right? Like that's, if, if you don't do that, then all of the food spoils, you know, right. you can't leave spoiled food there. You've got to take care of it. And so I, I think that that is where this would kind of go off the rails where you say, well, because it can go bad because you can, you can uh, react to these things in a sinful way. Therefore, we should never even try to see any of this or look at it. Can I mark those who are causing division by teaching what does not accord to sound doctrine? Quite obviously you can. Of course you can. Of and, course. In fact, it happens throughout scripture, right? Where, where particular people, particular false teachers are named. They're pointed out. They're you know, like people are told to look out for them. Um, that is absolutely something that you can still do today. And then I think the question that it comes back to is, and this is almost the pietistic attitude. Yes, you can do that, but it must be a joyless, solemn, yeah. sincere experience where we mournfully show where, you know, in our, our somewhat, um, if you're a listener, go back and listen to what we released last Valentine's Day where we watched uh, Tim Keller and D.A. Carson explain complementarianism, where we had a good laugh, and uh, which is where Feral Doc, poor guy, got his fame. Listen, Feral Doc, we really do love you, man. We we're not trying to bring you up all the time, but uh, but right. The question is, can and this is the question of tone. Do so, Pastor Michael. Do you have to do this with? Does this have to be a a joyless, always solemn event? I think that's the last kind of argument you could make against this. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I actually think that there's a certain, there's a certain uh, proper reaction. There's, there's a way again, that this can be distorted, obviously, mm -hmm. like this can obviously become a thing where again, out of self-righteousness or something like that, you're mocking others. Um, but there is a kind of righteous mocking and a righteous, I mean, you think about, um, you know, Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Uh, and he is mocking them and their God, you know, where, where is your God? Oh, maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he's on the toilet. You know, maybe that's why he's not responding to you and answering you. Um, there's a kind of like holy mockery or holy, like laughter that I think is perfectly, uh, acceptable. In fact, I think, especially when you're dealing with, uh, those who are not just like false teachers, not just like, uh, teaching something is false, but also are prideful in that. Like they, they are, uh, they are pharisaical in that teaching. Um, I think one of the best things you can probably do for them is laugh at them a little bit. Mm. Um, and this would, 
you know, this because it like it, it shows pride for what it is like it, it, yeah. it exposes the, the ridiculousness of pride. This is like, you know, sometimes when you're a parent, there are some times when your child is breaking down, you know, throwing a tantrum. And it's like, I need to be very serious and I need to make sure, you know, you can never do that, right? Like you are, you cannot disrespect mom and dad that way. You cannot, uh, you know, do that to your siblings. Like you, you need to like draw a very firm, hard line and say, this is not acceptable. And there's sometimes when your child is throwing a tantrum and it's so ridiculous, it's so obviously ridiculous what they're doing that you can't help but laugh. Maybe that's just me. But I think it's a pretty common experience for most people. Like you just, you, you just think it's so obviously absurd. And what do you do with something that is absurd? You laugh. And yeah. so when you see, you know, uh, an article from the Gospel Coalition, Gold, Hallelujah, uh, <laughs> Silver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like when you, like when you see that stuff, yeah, Gold, Hallelujah. When you, like when you hear some of these things that are just, they, they are silly. You know, like yep. they're, they are funny. And it's okay to laugh at that um, while you go about exposing it, it. It, it. You're describing the, to go back to your, even your fridge analogy, you're, you're not laughing at the rotten B-dubs wings that have been in the back of your fridge next to the half-drank caribou coffee that have been there for like six months. You're not laughing at that because it's like, it's just, a, there's a human reaction, right? Whether you want to call it gallows humor or something, it's part of being human. Yeah. And almost like, like, Hey, this is, here is something that is like, it is inconsistent with the way that I think things should have been like, it's unexpected. It's different. And right. what is the, a very common reaction that, well, it's, it's to like, you know, to smile, to laugh a little bit like, Oh, that's interesting how this, this turned out this way. So Trevin Wax is deeply concerned for the young preachers like pastor Michael, um, and maybe even the young, the young men learning to preach. And, and he's worried this, this kind of sharing will weaken the pulpit. Let's, let's read about um, how that might happen. I shudder for the 20-somethings. He's shuddering. Do you think he really shuddered? Sorry. I, sorry. I'm being winsome. He, sh- he really did. I think he really shuddered. <laughs> Just learning. Uh, we're so bad, by the way, at this whole winsome winter. We're so sorry. We want to be winsome. We do. We, want- we really want to be winsome. But the first day of spring, I've been saving a bunch of the trolliest Calvinist memes I found online, and they will be coming out on our, on our social media. So I shudder for the 20-somethings just learning to preach, knowing that any potential misstep bad analogy or aberrant theological point could be taken from a sermon and broadcast to thousands of people as an example of what not to do. How paralyzing for young preachers with a lifetime of learning ahead. I'll make one comment, then I'll throw it to Pastor Michael. Here's how you not get on the Woke Preacher Clip Sky YouTube channel. Do not preach critical race theory from the pulpit. Pretty easy. Uh, If there's white nationalist uh, clips guy, don't preach that racist theology ding you did it you did it (laughs) if you are an independent fundamentalist baptist you're gonna end up on that guy's channel and sorry that's just that is the cross you bear so (laughs) that's that's just part of it uh so is this is this a fair concern pastor michael i know i just sort of i i was trying to help because that's when some (laughs) is this is this a fair concern for a person will this debilitate people considering going into the preaching um, the amount of young, just starting out 20 something preachers uh, who are going to end up in viral internet clips yes. is unbelievably small, you yes. know? So, so no. uh, like on the one hand, For like, sure. is there, 
is there a way that this kind of uh, this kind of way of doing things like, hey, anytime I find this kind of, you know, absurdity from the pulpit, I'm going to broadcast it on my platform. Um, can that, you know, uh, can that be used improperly in such a way that, you know, there's going to be guys who are afraid that they're going to end up there? Maybe. I don't know. I've never personally thought, oh, man, I hope I don't end up on this thing. Um, yeah. Now, it is true. Like, I've had insecurities about preaching. And I know for a fact I've said things from the pulpit that I'm like, oh, that was so wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and like like said confidently at times, like this is, you know, this is my understanding of what this is or applied the truth of Scripture at some point that I know now I'm like, oh, that was bad. That was not true. That was not good. Maybe it was just a misstep in some way. It's not that it was like horribly false. It wasn't like some kind of horrible false teaching, but it was ugly. Like it was not, it was not good. I tried to tried to say something and I just totally garbled the words guarantee. I've done that. I know I've done that. Um, And so like there, there's a way that somebody, if they thought, Oh, there's somebody out there that is hypercritical of what I'm doing could maybe cause them some, some kind of insecurity about what they're doing. Um, However, I would just encourage you, Hey, if you're a young preacher, like it's okay. Yep. You can make mistakes. Um, the Apostle Paul stood over the the death of many Christians. And, you know, and then he went and said, "Peter, you are acting contrary to the gospel." Yeah, yeah, Peter. Think about Peter, man. Peter, Peter got on. Peter got on uh, Judaizing heresy clips uh, in that. Yeah, day. he would. It's called Galatians. Who weren't circumcised. He also like, think about Peter, just in general, his character of like, you know, he was so quick to say, Lord, I'll never deny you. And he did, you know, and like, imagine, like, you know, think about that moment, um, you know, on the sea of Galilee where, where Peter says, or Jesus says to Peter after he, uh, rose from the dead, you know, do you love me? Feed my sheep three times. And like just the shame and embarrassment that was yep. probably felt by Peter there. And yet what is Christ doing? Well, he's, He's lifting him up. He's like, if, you, if you're called to preach, in other words, if you are called to be a leader in God's church, you absolutely will fail. But your confidence shouldn't be in your ability to Amen. not fail and to not end up on some kind of viral Internet video. And my encouragement would be, hey, if you like if you end up on some kind of like, oh, here, preacher gaffes, you know, like here's this guy yeah. that, oh, he totally messed up. Um, like that happens. If that happened to you, like, it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world. If you're preaching the truth and you're trying to be faithful, um, you're seeking to be faithful, it's going to be all right. Like you, you don't have to worry about that kind of a thing. Um, I don't think that this is actually a concern of young 20 somethings. I think that this is actually a concern of those who are really established in powerful and influential positions and they have a lot to lose, you know, like they, they have, they have a lot of money, a lot of book sales, a lot of like uh, influence in general. Um, as we've talked about the gatekeeping and things like that, that happens through groups like, like uh, the Gospel Coalition. Um, like you're in a position where, yeah, when, when Woke Preacher Clips finds out that you are sharing this weird like kind of Christmas song about how Jesus is just like any like, you know, migrant oh, no. today and you've got a transgender like activist picture behind you while you're playing this song and it's shared officially by the gospel coalition, we're going to have questions and we're, we're going to say, Hey, wait a minute. What, what in the world is going on here? Uh, Maybe we shouldn't trust these people. I I think we, I'll better link to that in the show notes. Otherwise no one's going to believe that's real. It's so bad. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know it was that bad, but it's that bad. Like it's, it's so bad. And so like when those sorts of things happen, 
there are probably going to be people that see that and they're like, oh, I'm no longer going to donate to this organization. Yes. I'm no longer going to, you know, uh, I'm going to go and talk to my pastor and say, how come like you were sharing this online? And if the pastor can't like handle that, if that's difficult for them, well, that's, I don't think that that is a problem with the fact that stuff gets shared online because that's yeah. just life now, man. Like that's right. maybe, maybe it's because we grew up with the internet in a lot of ways where it was like, yeah, like some of the stupidest things I've ever said in my life were said online in a way that probably people can look up for the rest of my life. And you just have to have, like, you have to live with the reality that like you made a lot of mistakes that are yes. forever now, like they're yes. forever before people's eyes. Um, whereas in the past you could make those mistakes somewhat in obscurity and then get away from it. I think that you bring up a few really important points. I think one, I think, yes, this is not the concern of the average person, right? Woke preacher clips is not like, or any of these sites, right? They're not looking for the like young dude. I think it would be, I think it would be worse if these things were just like things when a preacher said something dumb, like when it was an obvious mistake or like he tripped, right? And you know, like if all that, this is what that was. Two, if you are afraid to begin preaching because of the existence of woke preacher clips, I actually think that's a pretty good sign I don't want you in a pulpit. Even this this fear you're talking about, if I were to fill a pulpit, and whether it be online or in person, and I was taken to the woodshed for something I said that was not good, I would feel shame. Yep. I would feel embarrassed. And do you know what? I just think that God obviously did not design the world to shield me from those experiences. Yeah. He didn't shield Peter from those experiences. They're not nice experiences. Um, sometimes they're not necessary. Online, quite frankly, just close your computer, right? If if you're getting ratioed online, just close it. Don't don't watch anymore. Yeah, you but, don't have to be a part of that. Um, yeah, I mean, some of us have put out social media posts where we do a horrible misspelling of a word. <laughs> And like, yeah. that's, <laughs> yep, that's right. But, but I think the final, the thing, the other thing about this is that why is, why is the woke preacher clip guy? And why is he going after the particular kinds of people he's going after? Sometimes he, I'm sure he's sharing. And these others are sharing like the, the, the main people they're sharing are not mainline Protestants, right? They're not sharing the, like this kind of, yeah, we know what they're saying. We kind of get it. He's sharing people that were, the reason we have crossover with him sometimes is because he's sharing a lot of people who would have been considered new Calvinists now yeah. saying very woke things and things that seem contrary to the word of God. And people are trying to figure out what to do and what went wrong. And so he's pointing out, look at this guy. Now, if there is kind of a reactionary spirit where if you see of Matt Chandler saying something that discredits the entire ministry he has it doesn't if you wind up on woke preacher clips 35 times now i'm saying okay i think that this is um a pattern but did you know trevin wax pastor michael he knew people were going to try and criticize him so let's hear how he responds to the critical people not us we're winsome not us, not us. We're, we're very clearly very winsome on this one so he said i can hear the howls of protest i don't know i i don't think we've howled in laughter or protest at all from some of my pastor friends I, i'm glad he's speaking to us we'll call i'll call you friends trey i'm gonna call you trey because we're friends 
who share bad or bizarre clips on a regular basis or have a podcast doing so. We're protecting the pulpit. We're instructing people so they don't fall for bad preaching. We care about doctrine and we just see such slipshod preaching. It's good to point it out. I get that. And I want to believe the best about people who share and comment about outlandish sermon clips and then the final the final lines of of this blog article but surely there's a difference between careful instructive engagement on social media driven and driven and social media driven gotcha clips that stir up the mob mentality does sharing bad sermon clips really help our people in any way like we think it does pastor michael when i sent you this blog i think you said something very uh illuminating in my mind you said Please stop exposing us. <laughs> that was your original original review of this article. That sure feels what it's like. And even like his like, uh, like hair, here's what I can hear is criticism. And I actually think there's some guys that would probably say this, right? Like, hey, we're protecting the public by like instructing our people and not to fall for these things. Um, I think there's some truth to that. Like they can be used for that a little bit. Uh, but I actually don't even think that's the primary uh, like good that comes from sharing some of these really like wild clips. It's, it's to break the false narrative that those who do have significant money, influence, power in these circles, these like significant gatekeepers in the evangelical world, it's, it's to like expose what they're doing. It's to show people, hey, not everything that you've been told is exactly right. Um, there are some serious problems in some of these organizations. This is like, like this would be like saying, that undercover journalism is always bad, right? What, what good could come of this, right? It's just going to make people think that Enron is not a good business model. There are you good know, like, people who work for Enron. Do you want <laughs> right? them to feel shame for the rest <laughs> of their life just bad? because like, there were a few bad apples at the top? <laughs> That's exactly how this feels. I mean, I don't even know if there was any like undercover, like exposing Enron, or I'm pretty sure it just went belly up. And right. if only there had been, you know, somebody right. undercover exposing these things. And how many times have there been controversies that come out? We find out that there's been some kind of, for instance, like some of the abuse scandals in different denominations or in the Roman Catholic Church or something. And it, it turns out there were so many people that knew about these things that were trying to keep them hidden, trying to keep them away so that they could, you know, save the brand so that they could protect themselves. And like, wouldn't you have loved to have somebody expose that at some point? so that it could be dealt with. And, you know, eventually often that is what happens, but, but, um, and I'm not saying that's what's going on here. I'm just saying that, that this is what I think of when I think of what, what exactly this kind of, you know, sharing of these, these clips does. Yeah. It's not, it's clear that in this article, it's clear. He's not talking about the, like the silly, I, I said the wrong word from the pulpit and now we're all going to laugh about it kind of clips. Right. right. Especially if he specifically points out woke preacher clips. Right. Like it's he's talking about the people that have significant influence, have significant like sized churches or ministries or they're on the gospel coalition, for instance, and they do something or, or clearly show that they're in support of something that everybody who follows the gospel coalition would be like, wait a minute. That can't be right. Like that, that's not good. Um, but it's not something that the gospel coalition would just come out and say, you know what? We're really sorry. Right. It would be the gospel coalition has no regrets. <laughs> it's, right. uh, instead of like coming out and saying, wow, I really like, we really made a mistake, right? We should not have platformed Mark Driscoll. 
Right. No, instead, it's we're just going to cover this all up and move on. And hey, did everybody see that Christian Today podcast about Mark Driscoll? Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just going to pretend like we're not a part of this. You know, I'm Ed Stetzer and I was a significant influence on Mark Driscoll. Oh, by the way, it's crazy what all happened. I wonder, yeah. you know, I wonder if there's right. any other young pastors I should get in touch with to help mentor. It's it is it is wild, right? The people who want less weight on a thing do not tend to be the like people without a thing to hide. I also think, yeah, it's just this, it's this crazy issue of, do you, it's in church history, right? This, this is where like the self-reflection is required. Do you know what the reformers, all the reformers were told by the church? You're going to tear the church down. You're ruining the church. You're destroying our unity. Is this really helping anything? Just go and be quiet and be a faithful faithful son of the church to others, right? Because when I think about like, oh, what pastor would like really blatantly point out the errors of other preachers? The, the, the first thing that came to my mind was not being Luther at his most Luther. Just it, what comes to mind is the beginning of the shorter catechism. So Luther is writing his introduction to the shorter catechism, a thing he's designed to go on every table in, in a Lutheran church. So this isn't even about the Pope. This isn't even about... Um, Uh, his great enemies. And I just want to read one paragraph from that. Oh, you bishops, how will you ever answer to Christ for letting the people carry on so disgracefully and not attending to the duties of your office for even a moment? One can only hope judgment does not strike you. You command the sacrament in one kind only and insist on observance of all your human ways, yet are unconcerned whether the people know the Lord's prayer, the creed, and the 10 commandments, or indeed any of God's word. Woe to you, woe forever. I think Martin Luther would have been, would, would be in this, would be in this camp, right? He Are wrote, you saying that woke preacher clips guy, whoever he may be, is our Martin Luther, Matt? <laughs> no, here I stand. No. <laughs> I can do no other. I am winsome. Well, this was our first try at going daily to celebrate a hundred thousand clips so i don't know too long sorry everyone you just you have to listen to us a little bit longer than maybe you would want to share the podcast especially that one guy who didn't want us to go daily 